Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Let's look at our scripture of the week. Psalm 18 and verse 2. Psalm 18 and verse 2. Our scripture of the week. A very nice prayer. Very nice prayer by David. You know, it's very comforting. You see, as a Christian, it's very comforting to know that we have the Lord on our side. Psalm 18 verse 2, it says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress. Wow. It is good to say that. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. Not your job. Not your boss. Not your husband. Not your wife. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. And my deliverer. My God. My strength. In whom I will trust. My buckler. And the horn of my salvation. And my high tower. Wow. You know, it's a good thing to say of the Lord. And it's a good way of looking at God. That he's my rock. He's my fortress. Amen. Amen. You see, this is, this is a very comforting thing for Christians. To say that God is my rock and my fortress. He's my deliverer. That means whatever. And with God, everything is possible. Amen. Please don't test, don't be WhatsApping. This is very important. People cannot let their phones go. It's not a good thing. Don't respond to messages. We are sharing the word of God right now. There is nothing that is more important than the word of God. Amen. Amen. And I don't think you are writing this scripture right now. Or you are texting this scripture to someone. Is that a case? Please. You see, this is why you miss this. You miss that. And then some foolish boy is misbehaving around you and you are crying. And you are depressed. And you are miserable. Or some, some, some girl is saying no and you are so disappointed, so heartbroken. And you think that's true. But the Lord is your rock and your fortress and your deliverer. That means whatever situation you are in, God can deliver you. Or you are deliverable. You see, it's a very powerful thing to say. That means that whatever situation you are in, you know God can deliver you. No matter what the situation, because the one who will take you out of that situation is the Lord. Amen. He is my deliverer. Amen. Amen. He says, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust. Don't trust in men. Don't trust in people. Amen. Trust in the Lord. And my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. My high tower. He's your watchman. He's your keeper. He will preserve you. 
He will keep you. You're going out and you're coming in. The Lord will watch over you. He is your high tower. Amen. Your high tower. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's say it together. Say it loud like you believe in the scripture. One, two, three, go. It's a nice text to send to someone when they misbehave and they are trying to put you down. They are trying to send this text and say, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. Text it to the person. Instead of arguing and fighting and changing, say, don't worry. I'm not worried about all these things you are doing. Someone is trying to fire you or get you into trouble at a job. Your professor is trying to fail you. Say, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. Amen. Amen. Someone at the financial aid office is messing your application up. Walk away and say, the Lord is my rock and my... Put it on your phone. My deliverer. God will take me out of this also. He said, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. My deliverer. Amen. He will deliver me. Also, he will deliver me. Amen. Wonderful. Powerful. Are you blessed? It's a powerful scripture. See, David, David is a real guy. David, that is why God loved David. That is why he loved David. He's real. You know, when he's in trouble, he knows who to tend to. He has his ways. When enemies are fighting him, when enemies are fighting him, he prays against them. He prays against them. That is David. Amen. Amen. You, 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 he doesn't, he's real. And David doesn't mind to say that, Lord, let the earth open and let it swallow this person. I mean, that is what he wants. Do you understand? But there are some of you, when you have enemies, you smile at them. You smile at them, and then when they pass by, then you are saying certain things. It doesn't work. Amen. Amen. That's why God loved. He's a real guy. He's genuine. What is in his heart, he says it. The way he feels about you, that's what you take to the Lord. That he wants you to die. <laughs> so that, that's why you take Yeah. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, we want to share the word of God. I want us to pray. Why don't you stand to your feet as we pray? Bow your heads with me and let us pray. Father, we are grateful and thankful for the opportunity you have given us to hear your word. We pray, Lord, that you add your blessings to your word. And Lord, as your word goes forth, let it not return to you void. But you have a reason and a purpose for which you send your word. We pray, Lord, that we will not leave this place the same as we came. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Why don't you clap your hands together for the Lord as you sit once again on top of your enemies. Put your weight on your enemy and sit on top of your enemy. Wonderful. Well, our Feeding 527 um, had a period 
until November 3rd, but um, I was believing God that we would complete at least this last chapter that we were looking at. And so I want us to take one more week and look at this chapter again and see what we can learn of the Lord. Amen. Amen. How many of you have enjoyed this series of messages? I wish that we will. It's a very nice message. Very nice message. And we are sharing from why non-tithing Christians become poor and how tithing Christians can become rich. Amen. Amen. And we are sharing from chapter number 15. And last week, we, I think this is about second week, we're looking at this chapter. It says, how tithers, how tithers activate the laws of sowing and reaping. And we said, we, we're going through some of these laws. And we are saying that wealth has laws. There are laws governing wealth. Amen. Amen. And people who tithe, people who pay tithe, they are people who sow seeds into wealth. But you must know the laws that govern these seeds that you sow. Amen. Amen. There are laws that govern wealth creation, and we have to know how God also looks at wealth or the seeds that we sow. Amen. So we are looking at 15 laws of sowing and reaping, and we said the first law was that you must plant something. You must plant something. In the law of sowing and reaping, you must plant something. Everyone must plant something. You must always have seeds that you are planting. You must plant in good ground. So it's not just to have the seed, but you must plant also in good ground. Amen. Amen. And the next one, you must plant large amounts of seed. You must plant large amount, large amount of seed. I hope you all have your books. I didn't tell you to put them away, so you should have them today. You must plant large amounts of seed. And the next one, we said, some of your seeds will be lost. Did I give you that one? Okay. So I didn't give you number four. Where the fourth law, it says, some of your seeds will be lost. Some of the seeds that you sow will be lost. It says, another important truth about sowing or sowing seed is that many of them will be lost. Many of the seeds that you sow will be lost. The reason why a man has millions of sperms is because most of them are simply lost on the way to the good ground. When sperms are moving, there are so many, but a lot of them, there are so many, so many of them that have potential to fertilize the egg, but the environment is so unfavorable. Do you understand? The environment is so unfavorable, so not all of them will make it. Just a few will get to it, and just just one, sometimes two, can fertilize the egg. Do you understand? But many ought to be sown. He said there is no way to determine which one will be lost and which one will fall onto good ground. 
So when you sow seeds, you can tell which of the seeds will fall onto good grounds. All the seeds that you take to sow are potential good seeds that can potentially germinate and bring forth fruits. But you cannot tell which one. You can't tell which one. So you must sow many. Amen. Amen. This is why you must have to keep on sowing because some of your seeds will be lost anyway. You must keep sowing. Coming to church many times and being given many opportunities to give your tithes and offerings will definitely increase your chances of reaping a harvest. Hallelujah. So when you come to church, you come... Sometimes there are some people that miss first offering, you know, and you think it is, you are, you are, you are happy that you miss first offering. When you miss first offering and we are taking second offering, add your first offering to your second offering. Do you understand? Yeah. There are some people when they have not come to church, for instance, they don't pay their tithes. And when they come to church, sometimes you have been away for about three months and you come to church but you pay your month the tithe for the day that you arrive do you understand what i'm sharing with you you see you are doing yourself a disfavor because you don't know which one of the seeds that you are sowing will fall onto good ground you don't know amen mark chapter 4 and verse 3 it says hacking behold there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. Do you see? The sower never intended that some will fall on, on the wayside. He took seeds, and the Bible says, he, it came to pass as he sowed. So in the mind of the sower, in the mind of the one who is sowing, he has sown seeds. But some, some fell by the wayside. Never intended, but some fell on the wayside. And what happened to it? The fowls of the air came and devoured it up. So that is why you have to sow many seeds. Because some will fall by the wayside and they will not bring forth fruits. The fowls of the air will come and devour it. No one intended or no one will intentionally cast his seeds on the wayside for the best to just eat. Then again, he says, and some fell on stony ground. Some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up because it had no death. What do you think will happen to it? It will wither because it has no roots. And so you never intended for that to happen. But this is what is happening. Amen. Is somebody understanding the, the word of God? This is what is happening. So when you sow, don't say I have sown enough. And leave it. Any time there's an opportunity for you to sow, any time there's a sowing season, sow your seeds. Sow your seeds. Because you will never know which of the seeds will germinate. And that is why seeds are given in large amounts. Amen. Amen. Seeds are given in large amounts. Just that one, one seed. When it falls on a good ground, you will see. 
So Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 6, what does it say? It says, in the morning, do what? Sow thy seeds in the morning. So when you sow seeds in the morning and you give up the rest of the evening, you say, I have sown in the morning. Sometimes we have a service in the morning and then we go and have another service in the evening. And then you say, I sowed seed in the morning. I gave my offering in the morning. So why are we taking offerings again? It's another opportunity to sow seeds. How many of you have done that before? You, you had a first service and then we went to have another service and they are taking offerings and then you think you had given your offering for the day. True or not true? Yeah. So it says, in the morning sow thy seeds and in the evening withhold not thine hand. Don't hold your hand. Why? For thou knowest not. You never know whether shall prosper. Which one of them shall prosper? Either this or that. Or whether they both shall be alike good. If they both are alike good, you are blessed. But it could be either or the other. But you can tell which one. These are the laws that we are learning about. That you must sow a lot of seeds. Amen. Amen. The next one. Some of your seeds will never develop. Some of your seeds will never develop. It says Matthew 13 and verse 7. And some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprang up and choked them. You never intended for your. How many do you think? How many of you will intentionally put your seeds among tongues? You don't. But you have, you you think you have sown on good grounds, but thorns rise and choke your seeds. He says some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. So those seeds will not bring up anything. These are the reasons why farmers do not plant only a single seed. They know well that many seeds will not grow. But there is good news. The one seed which does grow will be worth all the ones that did not grow. Amen. Amen. The few seeds that land on good ground will be worth all the wasted millions of seeds that you have sown. That is a beauty about sowing. The one seed that falls on a good ground is worth all the other million seeds that fell among thorns and um, stony ground by the wayside and so on and so forth. Because that one seed that falls on good ground is going to give you so much. Amen. 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 The next one, you must plant the type of seeds you expect. You must plant the type of seed that you expect. Hallelujah. If you are expecting certain seeds, those are the seeds that you must plant. Amen. If you want coconut, you must plant coconut. Amen. If you want mango fruits, what do you plant? Mango fruits. Kadeen, isn't that so? If you want coconut and you plant mango seeds, do you think you are going to get coconut? You will get mango fruits. 
If you want money, what do you plant? Money seeds. You plant cash. If you want money, you plant money. Amen. Amen. You can plant thank you. Thank you. Oh, as for you, thank you. All the time, thank you. Oh, brother, you are so nice. Thank you very much. I really appreciate what you have done for me. Oh, brother, thank you. Thank you. You, every time, thank you. You are not sowing any seed. Is somebody understanding? If you want money, you have to sow money. Amen. You can only expect fruits that correspond with what you have sown. If you want love, you must sow love. You want people to show kindness, you must show kindness. There are some people who don't sow what they want. They know what they want, but they never sow what they want. True or not true? Oh, you know what you want. There are some people you have plans about your, 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 your baby shower. You have plans. You know what you want for your baby shower when the time comes. Some of you, you have plans about your wedding, how you want people to help you. You have plans. You know that the plans that you have, you are going to need a lot of people. But you don't sow that kind of seed. You don't sow that kind of seed. You have plans about your, what is it called, the one before the wedding? Bridal shower. <laughs> Bridal shower. You have plans. You know what they want. You know what people, you want people to do for you. Isn't that so? But you are not sowing that kind of seed. You have been around for a while. But you have not sown that kind of seed. But when it is your bridal shower, then you bring all the fruits that you want. Where are the seeds? Is, is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You have all the fruits. You have listed your fruits. Expensive stores, websites, all kinds of things that you want. But you have never sown such seeds. If you want fruits, you have to sow seeds of that fruit. Amen. Amen. Some of you, you like kindness. You want, you, when something happens, you want everyone to attend to you. But you never attend to other people's needs. You have never visited anyone, but you want to be visited. Eh? They didn't visit me. When did it happen? Nobody called me. No, no, they don't care. These people. This. And then talking, talking, talking. But you have never called anyone. You have never visited anyone. Amen. He says, you must plant the types of seeds you expect. These are laws. We are studying the laws of sowing and reaping. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 12. And the earth brought forth grass and herbs, yielding seeds after his kind. And the tree yielding fruit, whose seeds are in itself. The tree that you are seeing, the seeds of that tree is in itself. So whatever seed you want, it must be in itself. Whatever fruit you want, it must be in itself. And God saw that it was good. This thing, God sees that it's good. That you want kindness, so kindness. 
You want love? So love. You want forgiveness? So forgiveness. You are unforgiving. Look, you, 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 things happen and you harbor them. You are angry. And it's in your heart. But when something happens, you want everyone to forgive you. Next time you are saying you are sorry, remember what is in your heart. Because you are expecting forgiveness. Amen. Amen. The next one, your seed must die. Your seed must die. Every seed must die. Seeds undergo decomposition and virtually melt away. This is what happens when you plant your seed in the house of God. It must die. It enters the offering basket and melts away. I'm looking at your face. Can I have an amen? Amen. When you give an offering, it, as soon as it enters the offering bucket, basket, it melts away. It's gone. One day somebody put an offering, somebody came to church and had an offering. Apparently he had a hundred dollar bill and I think two dollars that he has rolled together in his pocket. And I think he intended to put one here and one there because he's had some plans maybe to pay someone that he owes with his hundred dollars and to give the Lord the two dollars. And someone switch it in the spirit. <laughs> someone switch it. He was confused. And he was in a church. And as he was standing in a church, he thought, you know, what he was holding was the $2. So when the um, offering basket came, he, he proudly took his $2, closed it like this. He didn't even look at it. And then he put his two, ba- two dollars in a basket like this. So at the end of the service, he was taking his hundred dollars from the other pocket to pay whatever. And then lo and behold, two dollars. He said, hey! <laughs> the witches and the wizards have entered. So now this person is coming to make negotiations that we should go into the basket and find his $100 bill and switch it for the $2. It has melted away. It has melted. Amen. Don't you see our basket the way it is? Once it goes in... (laughs) Amen. (laughs) so when you give let it die the seed must die you cannot you can no longer identify it as a traceable object it has disappeared it belongs to the church and it's all mixed up with everything else when you give when you give it is mixed up with everything else Some people want to follow their money and watch its every movement. Once you sow a seed, the reason why we open the ground and put the seed and cover it is that we don't see the seed again. But when you give offering, don't let your eyes follow the offering. 
when you give tithe, you pay your tithe, don't let your eyes follow the tithe. Amen. Don't be, uh, don't be calculating the tithe. Eh, I pay the tithe. Why we can't take him off, my friend? Why, if we need a Christmas party, why can't the church throw a Christmas party for us? We pay tithe. Why? <laughs> if you sow seeds, you give to the Lord, you don't dictate to the Lord what he should do with it. If you have given to the Lord, you don't dictate and say, use some to buy guitar. Lord, you need a guitar, use some. You need Christmas party for the church, use some. You can tell the Lord. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? But that is what we do in a church. That is what, when we give to the Lord, then our eyes and we are making accounts for the Lord. How he should spend the money. Make your mind that when you give to the Lord, you have given to the Lord. If there is a need for more seeds and you don't have it, you just don't have the seed. Don't now tell the Lord in your heart what he should do with the last seed that you sow. Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. He says, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abided alone. So as long as you are still following and you are keeping it alive, it's still alone. Let it die. If it's dead, it's dead. If you know it is dead, you don't follow it. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruits. If you give to someone, you sow into somebody's life, don't follow it. Don't follow it. Amen. Amen. Don't follow it. Perhaps somebody's arrived here and then the person doesn't have a job and you sow into the person's life and the person now has become some big person. Don't follow it and say, if it wasn't for my fruits, the seed that I sow into your life, you wouldn't have become this. Don't follow it. Amen. Sometimes you buy something for someone and your eyes are following it. Hey, oh, that's a, that's a tie. Oh, do you see Reverend's tie? You see the one that he's wearing today? Isn't it nice? And then he said, oh, as for Reverend, he has taste. Oh. oh. You are not saying it. He said, oh, you like it, eh? <laughs> you like Reverend Stein? Oh. He said, okay, you like it? I'll get you one. Oh, why? You know where it is? From? Where, where Reverend got it? Oh. <laughs> you like Reverend Stein? Oh. I'll get you one. You have said it already. Your eyes are following. Or sometimes you give to someone and the person has not used it. And then you are wondering, when is he going to use it? When are you? I bought you this for a long time. You have not worn it. Do you still have the, the shirt I gave you? Do you still have the blouse I gave you? Why? If you have given something to someone, the person can do whatever he wants with it. It's a seed. It must die. It 
it must die. Even the person decides to dash it to someone and you see that the, the, the thing that you bought, someone is wearing it. Ah, who gave you this blouse? <laughs> who gave you this blouse? You say, oh, sister, sister Joyce gave me this blouse. What? Hmm, okay. <laughs> How many of you know what I'm talking about? Oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. Amen. If you give, let it die. Let it die. It must die. It must die. Amen. Say it must die. Yeah. Because you see, the person wearing it or not wearing it, it will not do anything to you. It's a seed that you have sown. And the one who is going to reward you is the Lord. He's the one that is going to reward you. So once you have sown, don't worry about what the person will do with it. Don't worry about what the person will do with it. Sometimes you have sown into somebody's life and now the person is looking nice, the person is dressed nice, and you are angry. You want the person to be humble and look a beggar and look always in need. Amen. It's not a good thing. Let it die. Say, let it die. The next one, your seed must be given time to die. Your seed must be given time to die. Your seed also needs time to die. A watch pot never boils. Have you realized that? <laughs> when you are watching a pot, it will never boil. And the reason is that it looks so long. You see, waiting is not a pleasant thing. No one likes to wait. And once you begin to wait, you realize that it's taking so long. If you keep watching the seed, it will seem to you that it never dies and never germinates. You must forget about it and decide never to remember the seed you have sown. You must forget about it. When you do that, you will have given your seed enough time to go through the processes that it must go through. Amen. Sometimes when the children are doing some scientific experiment and they plant something, they sow a seed, every hour they go and take a look. Every hour, they go and take a look. I mean, how many hours do you think it will take? A lot of hours. And so it looks to them like it will never germinate, and then they will get tired, and they realize this thing is not going to work, and they forget about it. The moment they forget about it, you see that it starts coming up. Have you not realized that? So the scripture says, cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after Two hours, after three hours, after one week. It says, after many days, after many days, cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. It takes a while, so give it time to let it die. That is why some people don't feel like they have received blessings. Because they are following and following and looking forward to the reward immediately. And for God, 
Your thousand years of waiting, to him, is not a thousand years. Do you understand that? Yes. Number nine. Your seed will grow by God's miracle power. I say your seed will grow. How? By God's miracle power. That is how seeds grow. He says, I have planted. 1 Corinthians 3, 6. I have planted. Apollos watered. But God gave the increase. God is the one that gives the increase. By his miracle power. Mark chapter 4 and verse 26. He says, and he said, so is the kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. He knoweth not how. Amen. Amen. So when someone sows seeds, he says, as if, go back to verse 26. Verse 26, Mark 26. It says, and he said, so is the kingdom of God. This is how the kingdom of God is. Remember, when you are sowing, you are relating in the kingdom of God. And then the Bible says, this is how the kingdom of God is. As if a man should cast seed into the ground. So when you sow, Michelle, do you understand? When you sow, he says in the next verse, he says, and she'll sleep. The person goes to sleep. As you have sown the seed, he goes to sleep. He rises night and day. You are sleeping. And the seed should spring up and grow up. He knoweth not how. You don't know how. You don't know. It's God's miracle power. You don't know how your seed is going to bring forth fruit. You don't know how your tithe is going to bring you much. You don't know how your tithe is going to bring you abundance. You do not know how. You don't know how God is going to do it. It is his miracle power. And the way God is going to do it, you don't know. You don't know. Amen. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You do not know how. So when you sow the seed, the seed dies. All you are going to see is much, the increase. But how God makes it happen, you don't know. He says, no one really knows how seeds grow into a mighty tree. Do you know? Do you know how? So why do you watch the seed when you sow it? How, why do you monitor it? You don't know. No one knows. No one knows. Scientists have tried to analyze what exactly happens to the seed. Ultimately, it is a miracle that a seed can grow into a mighty tree. Think about it. Somebody as big as you, who has a heart, kidney, stomach, brains, grew out of an invisible seed. It is all a miracle. It is all a miracle. You grew up in an invisible seed. The, the ovum and the sperm that feels to make you, you can't even see with your eyes. But look at you. Look at you. You see, 
that you are walking around, you know, doing your hair this way, turning your head, doing makeup, shaking this, doing this, changing your hair color, and all of these things. You don't know how. You don't know how all of this came to be. You don't know. But you were formed out of invisible. You can't even see with your eyes. If I show you how you came out to be. No one knows when the seed is in the womb, how the seed is dividing. Scientists have used all kinds of things to explain. But they can't even alter it. They can't even change it. Do you understand? You don't know how. You don't know how you came to have two eyes. You could have had one eye in the middle of your forehead like this. But how you have two eyes, you don't know. How your child that is in the womb will come up, you are expecting that they will have two eyes. What if he comes and he has three eyes? You run, you throw it. Because you don't know how these are all formed. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You don't know how. We often ask ourselves, how will my $5 seed turn into thousands of dollars? You see, when we don't obey these laws, when we don't understand these laws, then it's difficult for us to sow. It's difficult. That is how, that is why Jesus relates in the kingdom with things that are actually that you can understand. Do you understand? When you are sowing seeds, when you are giving in, in the house of the Lord, when you are paying your tithe, you know, it's as if you have thrown, when a farmer sows seeds, if you don't know that seeds, mango trees, you see, many of you, you have not lived in certain places before. So, so all you see is that mangoes are on the shelves in a grocery store. Do you understand? You don't know how. You don't know how. So all you see is that bananas are by the food market and you take five and you take ten and you go. You don't know how. Some, of, some people have not seen banana tree before. True or not true? Young lady, what's your name? Yes. Khadija, have you seen mango tree before? Have you seen banana tree before? Yes. You see, you think what I'm saying, I'm making it up. Do you know how mango trees grow? No. Have you seen mangoes in the store before? Yes. See? Yes. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So if you were to give Khadija mango seed and then you tell her, sow the seed, she would think you are mad. She would say, I just need mangoes. I want mangoes. <laughs> Mommy, I just need mangoes. What am I to do with the seeds? I just need mangoes. Give me some mangoes. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? She doesn't know how. And so Jesus relates. He says, when you are sowing, it's as if a farmer takes the seed and put it in the ground. So you see, when you take your money and you put it in the basket, it's as if you have thrown your money out. It's as if you have thrown your rent. It's as if you have thrown your student loan. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You don't know how, but when the seed gets into the ground and you forget about it, something that the miracle power of God comes on, the miracle power of God breaks it down, 
cast it down, destroys it, bends it, and it's gone, and suddenly something springs up, and that thing brings you more seeds. More seeds. Khadija, have you eaten mango before? When you finish eating the mango, what is left? The peel. You throw the peel out. But there's something hard that is inside, in the middle. What is it? The seed. What do you do with it? In the garbage. You see? That seed, that seed is what people put in the ground, Khadija. That seed, they open the ground and put it in the ground and cover it. And that hard thing that you would have thrown in the garbage is so precious to some people. It's so precious to some people. But to someone who doesn't understand, someone who doesn't know, someone who doesn't have value for tithe, they don't pay tithe. They don't value tithe. They don't respect tithe. They don't understand it. It's just like the little girl doesn't understand the value of the seed. So when it's done, he throws it out. So you too, you use your tithe, throw it into blue blouse. Blue shirts. Because you said that, they said we should wear blue shirt. And I don't have blue shirt. So let me use my tithe. It's the same thing I'm doing for the Lord. It's the Lord's work. You don't understand it. You don't understand it. You don't understand it. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Well, they said I should cook something. They said I should cook food. And well, I was coming to my tithe. And then they just asked me to cook. Okay, I'll use some of my tithe to cook for the to cook for the church. It's for the church. The same thing. You see, you don't understand the value, the value of the tithe. It shouldn't go into your cooking, your food. It shouldn't go into that. Because that is valuable seed. Valuable seed. Is somebody understanding the word of God? Yeah. You don't know how. So many people don't understand. And so they don't sow. You don't see how sowing this seed will bring you fruit. Bring you the tithe. All the tithe into my storehouse. Ah, tithe. You see? You don't know how. You don't know how. You don't know. You don't understand. Amen. Amen. It's through the miracle power. Say, but through the miracle power. You see, it is impossible for the natural mind to comprehend. The natural mind cannot understand. Amen. The natural mind cannot comprehend. But through the miracle power of God, your $5 seed can actually become a million dollars. You cannot comprehend. That is why you don't look at that. The seed has no value in the hands of an ignorant person or someone who does not understand. But you have faith and so. Amen. Say, don't ask me why. Because I also don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you with all certainty that the word of God is true. I can tell you with all certainty that the miracle power of God is true. And he says, bring ye all the tithe into my storehouse and prove me now herewith if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. That tithe, that tithe, it will bring the windows of heaven upon your life 
and pour you out a blessing. You don't believe it, so you don't do it. And the reason why is you don't, you, you analyze it with your natural mind. You analyze how seeds germinate with your natural mind, and you can't explain. Can you explain? Do you know how seeds grow up to become mighty trees? I don't know. I don't know. So if you know, share with me. I don't know. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 5. Ecclesiastes 11 and verse 5. Ecclesiastes. It says, As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, or what is the way of the wind, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child. Do you know? You have made your mind you are going to have a child. You see, God relates, God relates with the kingdom to things that you can handle, you can relate with. You have made your mind you are going to have a child. Do you understand? And then you take in seed. Okay? And then you see that something is beginning to work in your womb. Something is beginning to work in the womb. Something is be- You don't know how. But you have faith. You believe that bones are forming. You believe that brains are forming. Brain cells are forming. You believe that nails are forming. You believe that the, 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 the heart is forming. You believe it. All you did was receive seed. Is somebody understanding? He says that, as thou knowest not, what is the way of the spirit? You don't know how the wind even moves. You don't know how the wind blows. You don't know how the clouds bring rain. You don't know. We can explain scientifically that, you know, the water, you know, evaporates and it goes up. And, but how all of this is happening, you can explain. You don't know. It says, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child. Did anyone put bones in your womb? No. No one did. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? It was seed, seed that you took in, but bones are forming. Hair is forming. Eyes are forming. And you go and do all kinds of things, and then you see some things are forming. You know, you are excited, but you are just there. You don't know how. Is somebody understanding? Even so, thou knowest not the works of God. Who maketh all? It is God. He's the one that makes all things. Hallelujah. You don't know how. Tell somebody you don't know how. You don't know how. He says, I just accept it as a fact of faith. I know it happens. I believe it happened because I am a believer. I am a believer. Are you a believer? Then say so. Say, I am a believer. Yes. Amen. If you believe in this reality, you will be happy to pay your tithe. You will know that it is not a waste of 10% of your income. You will know that it is the investment of a seed into the good ground of a church. You will know that it is the investment of a seed into the miracle power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Perhaps I'll give you just one more and then you can close. 
The next one, number 10. You must recognize your harvest when it comes. You must recognize your harvest when it comes. Amen. You see, we need to recognize the harvest when it comes. That is how you will appreciate it. When you can recognize your harvest, then you attribute all kinds of things to your harvest. But you must recognize God's blessings. When God gives you the harvest, acknowledge it. Recognize it. Amen. He says, if you were to count your blessings, perhaps you will see how good the Lord has been to you. Many of us don't count our blessings. Many of us attribute our blessings to all kinds of things. We don't even call it a blessing. Amen. Many of you don't count your blessings. You don't count a blessing that you even have a child. You don't count it as a blessing. You don't count it as a blessing. You don't see that you you having a child, your tight has even given you a blessing. You don't count it as a blessing that you have a job. You don't count it as a blessing that you have not been fired. You don't count it as a blessing that you made a mistake and you are still there. Amen. You see, many of us don't count our blessings. We don't, count, we don't attribute things to God. And so we cannot see the blessings of God. See, many times the Lord returns your harvest in a way you never expected. Ask God to open your eyes so that you will appreciate his blessings and the harvest of your seeds. Amen. Amen. The harvest of your seed. Sometimes you go to a job, you go and meet all kinds of people, and then you are so favored. You've been there shortly, they are making you a boss. They are giving you a supervisory position. They are making you a director. They are making you a head of this. They are making you this. And you think it is your skill. You think you are good. You cannot attribute it to the seeds that you sown. Amen. Sometimes the seed that you are sowing today, the seed that you are giving your tithes today is your child's tuition that you are sowing. You're even your unborn child's tuition. You know, people don't believe in the word of God. And so we attribute, look at, look at Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Perhaps you can end with this. Deuteronomy chapter 8. It says, all the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do. No, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 10. Go to verse 10. Verse 10. It says, when thou hast eaten and art full. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? When you have eaten and you are full. Honestly, how many people... You eat and you are not full. You live here. You eat. Each time you eat, you are still hungry. I mean, not, not many years ago. I'm talking about today, now. You eat and you are not full. The Bible says, When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Then shall bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he had given thee. You see, 
I said, who has eaten and you are not full? Okay, many years ago, many years ago, how many people had an episode of a day that you ate and you were not full? Today, in this, the last few months, the last few, how many of you, you've eaten and you are not full? You see, you've not experienced that. And the Bible is saying, when thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he has given thee. You are in the good land. Today when you eat, you are full. You are the one that say to yourself, mm, these handles that are coming on my waist, here and there, I must stop the eating. Isn't that so? Today that is your problem. Today your problem is that I must control this. I have to stop. I have to know when to stop. I have to know how much to take. I must discipline myself as to how much to eat. Now the Bible is saying when you have come to that state, where now your problem is not I'm not full, but your problem is it's too much. I must control myself. Then it says when thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he has brought thee. Amen. I've never seen any one of you come here and give testimony that, oh, for the last year, whenever I eat, I'm full. I have to say it's enough. For the last year, my problem is how to control what I eat. That's not, it's not a testimony because you don't attribute it to the blessings of God. You don't attribute it to the blessings of God. Amen. The next verse. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandment and his judgment and his statutes which I command thee this day. The next verse. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwell therein. You see. How many of you slept on a mat last night? Bare ground, mat, hard mat, roll mat. You finish, you get up, and then you roll your mat, and then you put it aside so that people can walk in a place. How many of you? How many? How many of you slept on a bed? And there was heat in the house. And the rain was not falling on top of you. And then you got up this morning, and then you went to the bathroom, and then you turned on the water. And then you adjust it, warm, cold, and then you feel the water, adjust it. You can't even keep your eyes open. You are just adjusting <laughs> the water and just feeling it. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Hey, you will get up from your house, your bedroom, when you step out, you are on the street. <laughs> When you get out from your bedroom, the next step, the next step you take, you're on the street. Today, your problem is, oh, this escalator, this elevator is taking too long. Ah, 15th floor, 14. Management. Ah, we have been paying our rent and only one elevator. This is your problem today. Today, your problem is the stairs that you have to climb. 
Now God is saying, when thou hast built goodly houses and dwell therein, when you are de- when you are living in goodly houses, goodly houses, where you do your thing and you just hit a button and, then, and it's vanish, it's gone. Whereas, whereas. Oh, there are no testimonies. I cannot have any testimonies in the house. Goodly houses. Your worry is, which one? Which one? I'm looking for apartment. Oh, not this one. Hmm. Not that one. I like this one, but I don't like the kitchen. I like the kitchen, but the closet, the closet. You know, the way the closet is located. I don't know. That is your problem. That is your problem. And God is saying, when you are in a state like that, remember the Lord thy God. Remember the Lord thy God. Look at the next verse. It says, and when thy heads and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied. You know, in the past, you have this thing you put on your neck. Today, tomorrow, it was gold yesterday. But today, you don't know what it is. It was gold. Oh, you don't understand. You see, you don't understand. I must end the message. Let me end the message because... Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Today, you, 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 you are late because you don't know which one to choose. Which one to choose. Today, you are matching dress and shoes and hair color. That is your problem. You are coordinating. That is your problem. Continue. Verse 14. It says, Then, 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 then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God. This is the problem. This is why we can't see the blessings. We can see the blessing, the fact that your child is in college. You can see your tithe in it. You are seeing your salary. You are seeing financial aid people have been good to you. Say, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. From the house of bondage. Who led thee through the great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, and brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint? Who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, that, thou might, that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end? And thou say in thine heart, when you have goodly land, when you have arrived, then you say in your heart. You see, I have seen people who have arrived very humble, serving the Lord, and then the Lord lifts you up. And then they vanish. You see, this is the scripture. This is the scripture. Now God takes us through difficulties so that we will remember. We will remember. There is nothing that is impossible with God. There is nothing that he cannot do. But he takes us through difficulties so we can remember. 
because this is our problem. Then we be lifted up. Our heart be lifted up. There are some people that I have seen, they are, they are in the church, they come, they arrive here, and they have no jobs, and constantly they are in the house of God. Constantly they are in the house of God. And then they find a job. They get angry even if you are calling them to come to church. They get angry. The, the church, do we eat? Do we eat the church? Can we? The church does it pay rent. Hey! Yes, the church can pay rent. The church can buy you a house. The church can buy you a car. The church can buy you a, a husband. The church can buy you a wife. The church can buy you children. When you give to the Lord, he will bless you. He will bless you. He will bless you. He will bless you. He will increase you. But then thou say in thy heart, my power and my might had gotten me this wealth. Oh, did you get a job? Oh, the resume that I sent. You will not say the Lord was merciful. Oh, my resume. You should have seen my resume. That is why you put in so much work on your resume and you submit it without prayers. But there are some people, they will not submit their resume without prayers because they believe that everything they have, they receive from above. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Everything they have, they receive from above. Amen. If somebody understand the word of God, and the last one, you must become a humble receiver. Become a humble receiver. Amen. Become a humble receiver. There are so many people. It says it takes humility to receive gifts from people. Many givers are too proud to receive gifts from others. They say to themselves, I don't want anyone to think that I need anything. I don't want anyone to think that I lack something. It is that pride which keeps people away from the priesthood. People are kept away from the priesthood because pastors need humility to receive gifts from people. Without humility, you cannot receive. Pride cries out from within. I have need of no one. I need nothing. I am independent. Amen. May the Lord teach us humility to receive. Many times, God's giving, God's blessings, it comes from another person to you. Many times. Many times. God's giving comes from another person to you. God can make another person give you a position that will promote you and your salary will change. So we have to learn to be humble receivers. Myself included. When I came in a ministry, I didn't understand these things. I didn't understand the laws of sowing and reaping. And when somebody would give me something, I felt so uncomfortable. I felt very uncomfortable. One day I went with some brothers to visit a sister. And after the visitation, as we were leaving, the sister went to her bedroom and came out with a plate. And a lot of $100 bills on the plate. This is the early part of my ministry. A lot of $100 bills. And then he says, Pastor, because you came to my house, a man of God cannot come to my house and live empty-handed. I must sow a seed. I did not understand this. I said, hey! <laughs> hey! No, 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 no. You can't do that. I said, oh, well, 
Listen, brothers, take it, put it in the offering bowl. You see, I did not understand it. Amen. There are some of you, you need, you need green dress. And someone says, oh, I have a green dress that I, I don't use. I bought it and I never use it. And I'll bring it to you. You will not take it. You will not take it. You will not take it. You see, and because you will not take it, God will not give you the house that you are expecting someone to give you. Someone has bought a new car. And then he says, this is my old car. I will dash you. He said, you dash me. You dash me. You dash me. That, look at me. Look at me and look at your car. Hey, look at me and look at your car. May the Lord give you a spirit of humility to receive. A spirit of humility to receive gift. Because the little that you give, mighty gifts are coming. Someone will buy a house and dash you. I say, someone will buy a car and dash you. You will not need to spend your money on a car. Amen. Hallelujah. When someone is making a recommendation for a husband to you or a wife to you, humbly welcome the person. Don't be proud. Don't be proud. And not even give a chance for the person to know the person. Learn to receive when something is given to you. Because when God knows that your heart is a receiving type, you have the humility to analyze all that God brings to you. He'll give you mighty things. Receive mighty things. Receive great blessings. I say receive great blessings. God will add to you. God will increase you. Hallelujah. Amen. Stand to your feet and let's bring the service to a close. Mighty blessings. Father, we are thankful and grateful for your blessings. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for this grace that we have found in your sight. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes to the laws of sowing and reaping. Lord, whereas we did not understand, now we understand. Father, there are many things that you have given us. There are many doors that you have opened unto us, but we have not attributed them to you. Lord, forgive us and let many, many more doors be opened unto us. Let our seeds bring forth fruits in the name of Jesus. Let our seeds bring forth fruits. Let our seeds multiply in the name of Jesus. Let there be multiplication in the lives of your children. Let there be multiplications, exponential growth the heavens shall look favorably upon our lives. For the seeds that we have sown, the seeds that we have sown all these years, Lord, the seeds that we have forgotten, fundraising that we have supported, seeds that we have sown, pledges that we have fulfilled, that we have forgotten. Lord, we know the one who maketh all things. He's working on these seeds. And we are confident, oh God, that on the day of the harvest, you will bring forth our fruits in the name of Jesus. May your fruits multiply. Let your fruits multiply. Let your fruits multiply. Receive multiplications. Someone here is receiving surprises. Multiplications. 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 In the name of Jesus. May the Lord overwhelm you. You will say, my problem is where to pack my cars now. My problem is where to pack my clothes. 
My problem is how to account for the money that I have. Let that be your story. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed, if there's anyone here, you have not given your life to Jesus. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. If that is your prayer, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior, as my Lord. If that is your prayer, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. Is there anyone here like that? If you were to die today, you don't know where you are going. But the Lord is here to save. Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Clap your hands together. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Brian Nkrumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.